Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Boston Balling. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut. Happy Tuesday. Um, we're already partway through the week, so props to everybody for making it through the first couple days of the week. Um, it was a little rainy today here, um, so that was not great, but we are officially into hopefully warm weather spring up here in New England. Um, only, we can only hope. Um, so I hope everyone got to enjoy the nice weather over the weekend. I know I did. Um, got some fresh air outside. So hope everyone had a great start to the week. I'm excited to bring you all another episode. Um, NFL draft is this week, which is crazy. Everything's going by so fast, which means the season is going to be right around the corner too. So super excited about that as well. I'm really excited to introduce the guest that I have with me on the show this evening. Very, very talented, very good at covering the Patriots um, for Sports Illustrated, host of Locked on Patriots podcast, um, you know, you name it. Definitely a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to the NFL. Um, Mike DeBaty, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Gabby, thank you. I appreciate the uh, over generous uh, introduction, but it really does mean a lot to me. Thank you so much. Uh, big fan of the show. You do great work. Uh, honored to be a guest here today. Thank you. I really appreciate that uh, coming from you for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely excited to talk to you a lot about, um, you know, the Patriots. I know we we're talking a little bit off air, but mm -hmm. before we get into all of that, can you just tell people a little bit about your background, how you got involved in working in sports? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I kind of fell into sports journalism by accident. I was a political cat when I graduated uh, from uh, from college. Uh, I uh, started working in politics. I was working for a couple of uh, you know local branches, and then I ended up uh, interning and then getting a, a job with the United States Senate office and uh, working a little bit as a legislative correspondent. And just you know the the whole the whole point behind it was, you know, essentially to go from position to position. And there really wasn't a whole lot of stability within it. So, you know, then of course I go into sports management, sports journalism, which of course at that point is, you know, even less, uh, you know, security uh, where you come from. So <laughs> I like living on the edge, I guess, but uh, no, in all, uh, in all actuality, I always had a penchant for writing or talking about sports, uh, you know, interjecting my opinions and I wrote a little bit for, you know, local and college papers and whatnot. And I just thought it seemed possible. And, uh, you know, I was uh, very fortunate to uh, get a shot with uh, Yahoo Sports. And I ended up parlaying that into working for full press coverage. Ended up getting the Locked On Patriots podcast hosting gig. And that helped land me at Sports Illustrated. So it really has been like a little bit of a roundabout journey to get there. But uh, it's been rewarding. And every step of the way has helped. Uh, bring me to where I am today. And we're always continuing to, to climb. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate and very grateful uh, to be where I am. Yeah, and honestly, that's such a really good way of putting it, too. You're always climbing and always looking for ways to improve yourself mm -hmm. and continue to grow in your career because there's always ways you can move up. You know, and I think that's that's a really good way to say that. And it, it's it just being just being able to, you know, cover something you're passionate about on a day to day right. basis must just be so rewarding in itself. 
It absolutely is. And I mean, to cover the team that I grew up idolizing and going to training camp, and I go back, I've got a few years on you, Gabby. So I used to go back to Bryant University in Smithfield, Rhode Island, back when it was Bryant College, and watch some of these guys play as a young kid and seeing Phil Parcells and Drew Bledsoe out there on the field as, as, a, as a kid and wondering someday, you know, how, you know, things were going to work out. Now being able to go to Gillette and actually be in the press box, be covering, you know, players like Tom Brady and now Mac Jones. Uh, it's been an extreme reward and uh, truly, truly blessed. Uh, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And I mean, being able to be up close with guys like that, I can't even imagine mm. that. <laughs> that <must be laughs> it so is. It, it does. It has its moments. Uh, you know, there, there's difficulties to it as well. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to be the first guy in a press conference. And believe me, I'm, I'm relatively, I may have a few years on the guys on the beat, but I'm, I'm still a relative rookie. And uh, I always feel <laughs> bad for the first guy that has to, um, you know, pose the question to either Bill or Mac after a big loss. That's tough. That, that's a tough position to be in. But, uh, you know, it's part of our job. And, uh, you know, we do it and we, uh, we have to do it without uh, uh, pre-dereliction or precedent. So, uh, you know, we look forward to it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely challenges for sure. But that's awesome. No, I think you do a really good job. Definitely you, you have great content and everything, too. So um, really, really a pleasure for me to have you on the show. Um, definitely a lot to talk about here. Um, you know, obviously the Patriots last season, definitely in terms of just speaking of generally, I would say overall that they had a pretty good season in terms of what people's expectations were. I do think a lot of people didn't think they would even be a playoff team last year. Mm -hmm. um, and it was nice to see that they were a playoff team. And obviously, you know, running into Buffalo is tough because the Bills are just a very, very good team. Right. And, you know, um, the Patriots with, you know, a rookie quarterback and all of that, we knew it was going to be there were going to be some question marks to the season in general. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, you know, um, they had a pretty good season and obviously there's still a lot to build on from that. Um, but I just want to hear some of your thoughts um, on kind of the Patriots after last season and, um, you know, being a first round playoff exit and kind of the off season that they had, were you hoping that they would have done more in the off season or what were your thoughts there? Well, coming off of a 10 and seven season, especially the way it ended in Buffalo, which was a, uh, it was really a train wreck. I mean, in, a, in so many ways, I mean, that's not the way you want to end a season, but I thought the Patriots showed a good amount of promise. And that's something that I think fans have been smart enough to take away from last season. Try not to focus on the playoff exit and just everything going wrong and nothing going right. The Patriots were 10 and seven, got to, back to the playoffs after a one year absence, started a rookie quarterback who really rattled off a seven-game win streak throughout the season. This is a team that really put an awful lot together. And as you headed into the offseason, you expected them to probably be a lot more conservative than they were in 2021. Obviously, they didn't have the salary cap space. They didn't have the opportunity uh, to go out and spend as lavishly as they did in the previous season. But they still made the moves that they needed to. So I think they've had a good offseason. I wouldn't sit there and say it's a blockbuster or even great offseason. But so far, I think they've added some nice complimentary pieces. I'm really um, intrigued to see what Malcolm Butler is going to look like in training camp. I like the addition of Jabril Peppers in the backfield. I also like the addition of Devontae Parker at the wide receiver position. He could be a very good battery mate with Mac Jones. So going to be interesting to see how they approach the draft. The Patriots do have some holes on this team. The good thing about this draft coming up is that 
it's deep at the positions where the Patriots need help. So if they can utilize it and hit on some of these picks, their offseason all of a sudden is looking a whole lot better. Yeah, for sure. And that's the whole thing, too, is I know there were some Patriots fans that were disappointed thinking they would have done more Mm -hmm. in the offseason than they actually did. But if you think about it, I mean, last year they spent a ton of money in the offseason. They went out. They were really aggressive, as we know, pretty much in a 24-hour time span with Mm -hmm. a bunch of moves that they made in last year's offseason. And, you know, I think those moves, honestly, for the most part, worked out pretty well overall this season for them. And, you know, I can't sit here and say I expected Belichick to make a huge splash in free agency this year. Um, Cause I think, you know, he, I think he's putting a lot of trust in Mac Jones, being able to continue his development and um, be able to work with the guys that he has. Obviously the wide receiver position was a glaring weakness. I think a, mm-hmm. a true wide receiver one was definitely something that was needed for this team. I mean, Devonte Parker is an interesting name though, because He's somebody to me that I don't necessarily know that he for sure could fill a wide receiver one spot, but mm-hmm. he but he does make the receiving core better, in my opinion. So I think regardless of what role he fills in that receiving core, I do think that is a step in the right direction in terms of um, the receiving core, too. So that was definitely somebody who in the off season, I was happy with somebody that they were able to acquire. Um, and, you know, I think Jabril Peppers, that wasn't talked about enough. I don't think either. I think that that was a pretty good move. And I think it's actually going to be, it's going to prove um, to be a move that helps the Patriots more than people think it does. Um, and so I think, you know, at the end of the day, this whole off season, people were frustrated, but for me, it always comes down to, we know we can't really doubt Bill Belichick and what he's doing. You know what I mean? Because he's Bill Belichick and he always finds a way to make it work. And I had a couple of friends who were saying, what if this is his way of just trying to do a full on rebuild and then just kind of erase everything. And I'm like, it could be true, but that's hard to argue with some of the veterans he acquired last year in free agency and all the money that he did spend on those players too. So I think at the end of the day, the off season that they had this year in free agency, I can't really hate on what they did, Mm. but obviously, you know, you have to wonder if the reason they didn't do more is because he plans on doing more in the draft and drafting some players that could fill some of those holes. Like you said. Absolutely. I think you make some great points there. First of all, I do think that they're looking at this year's draft as an opportunity to fill some of those holes. Don't forget, the Patriots don't have the cap space that they had last year. And I know there's a lot of talk about, oh, cap can be manipulated. You look at what Buffalo did and you look at what the Rams have done and they won a Super Bowl, basically kicking the can down the street. And New Orleans has been very famous for doing that as well. But The New England Patriots operate to the beat of their own drum, and they do take the salary cap very seriously. It is something that they do always account for each and every year. So when you look at the draft this year and you look at the holes that the Patriots have, and you touched on some of this, Gabby, it's the offensive line now. They uh, they lost Ted Karras. They lost um, Shaq Mason by a trade. There is a hole at uh, the guard position, the left guard position primarily. What do the Patriots do? Well, the Free agent market really wasn't all that robust this year when the Patriots went out to try to sign guys. So maybe they're waiting for that veteran to kind of be shaken loose, maybe a a cap casualty or something of that effect. That could be a possibility, but I think they're going to look at the draft for this. I think they're going to try to utilize the draft in terms of being able to backfill that position, maybe a cornerback, maybe to get that new wide receiver. 
of uh, the future. I agree with you. I don't think Parker is a true wide receiver one. Uh, I think he can be very effective in this system. I like the fit with Mac Jones, and I think these two are going to really enjoy playing with one another. But at the same time, I think they're still looking for that receiver of the future. And the defensive line, the linebacking crew still needs some help as well. So Patriots are going to address a lot of these needs. But for everyone that's saying that it might be a rebuild in Foxborough, I was quoted last year at this time saying, the Patriots, I think, are a team that doesn't necessarily rebuild. They reload a little bit more. And I think that's what you're going to see this year. Yeah, I was going to say, do they ever really rebuild? Like they have, I mean, they had Tom Brady as their quarterback for 20 years, and they had this huge run of success. I don't think the Patriots at this point really even know what rebuilding means yeah, or, or how they even go about that if they were to do a full-on rebuild. And mm-hmm. I think us as fans, you know, we would know what that looks like. If they were starting from scratch and just kind right. of you know, throwing everything in the towel and rebuilding, we would know that. This, to me, yeah. is not a rebuild. This, to me, is kind of just – strategically Belichick trying to build around what he has to best enhance Mac Jones's development to be able to, you know, train him into being that quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously Mac Jones being drafted here was a good fit for him based on the system he came from. And just based on um, just how much he fits with new England and the system they have over there. But from that same standpoint, you know, people weren't sure how good Mac Jones was going to be. Obviously he was a rookie, obviously going into that draft class, there were more desirable quarterback options. I'd say in terms of just a fan perspective and looking at some of the other quarterbacks coming out of college. However, I think the best fit for new England ultimately at the end of the day was Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously we knew that was going to take some time. So it does seem like Belichick, his priority now is to try to focus on getting the best pieces around him to allow him to succeed as best as he can, which Mm -hmm. I like because that is the guy now, you know, that Mm -hmm. is going to be your quarterback of the future. So if you are making these strategic moves, that might not make sense to fans at the time, because it might not be all of the really glorious, you know, names on the free agent market, these top names or something like that. Like maybe those just aren't the best fit to be able to allow Mac Jones to succeed. So what he is doing, I think, is all kind of built around the future and the success of being able to allow Mac Jones to develop into really being that guy that can, um, you know, help lead this team. And I I like that. I like that mentality for sure. Yeah, without any question. So well said. Very, very well said. You know, you look at teams that are trying to compile all-star teams or super teams and you know, I guess you can use the Rams as the example to say it works, and that is a strategy that will give you short-term success. But in terms of the long-term, the vision, that's exactly what the New England Patriots have done consistently throughout their time, throughout Belichick's two-plus decades here in New England. Uh, they're going to continue to do that. Even if Belichick is closer to the end of his coaching career than the beginning of it, he's still going to coach like he's still got many years left in him, and who knows? You know, I mean, I never thought, you know, at this point that I would still be seeing Tom Brady take a field down in Tampa Bay, and he's still playing at a high level. So maybe Bill still feels he can coach for a number of years. It's going to be interesting to see how that uh, narrative plays out when it comes to Bill and how long he's going to coach. But uh, the Patriots are going to take that long-term approach, and I think they'll continue to do that this year and into the subsequent years. Yeah, you do have to wonder that. That thought has definitely crossed my mind, too, of, you know, how much longer are we going to have Bill here? Mm. You know, because obviously he's he's getting up there in age. He just celebrated his birthday recently. Right. And, you know, it's it's 
he's he's getting up there so you have to wonder <laughs> how many more years he has coaching realistically Absolutely. but i still think what I like about what he's doing right now is even though we don't know how much longer he's going to be coaching, he's still thinking about the longer term future of the Patriots, which is definitely right. something that people can be optimistic about. Cause if a coach, sometimes coaches, if they're in that standpoint of, you know, they're approaching what could possibly be the end of their coaching career, maybe mm -hmm. they're not looking as much at the longer term because they're like, well, you know, I need to see the success now so that mm -hmm. I can win before I leave. But I think at any point now, if you look at this team, I think what he's trying to do is be able to leave the team in a good place for when he does retire and he's not coaching anymore. And, and that's that's one of the things I really like about him and the approach he's taking right now. Absolutely. That's extremely well said. And Josh McDaniel said something very similar when he met the media in Las Vegas as he took their head coaching job earlier this year, where he did mention that Bill is definitely mindful of leaving the Patriots in a good position, in a, in a positive position for his successor and the, the um, franchise to be able to succeed when he does indeed retire, making sure that they're the right people in place in the front office, making sure that the personnel on the field is capable of doing what needs to be done. And of course, in the coach's room, those are going to be big shoes to fill without any question. Uh, you don't replace the GOAT that easily. Uh, the Patriots found that out the hard way uh, with uh, uh, the quarterback position. When it comes to Bill, that's going to be tough. But uh, ultimately, um, you know, I think he'll leave uh, uh, this uh, organization in good shape. Uh, Bill's got way too much pride not to. Yeah, it's so hard, though, to think about that because it's like it was already hard enough with Brady yeah, not being here anymore. And now when Belichick is done, that's really <laughs> a whole new yeah. generation of the Patriots now because it's like, you know, for me, obviously, the majority of my time as a Patriots fan, really, my whole childhood into now has been the Brady-Belichick era. So now it's mm -hmm. like, okay, one of them's gone. Now if the other one leaves – it's just a whole, it's, it's just a whole new situation. It's a whole new Patriots. And it's right. just really weird to think about that. So that's going to be a sad day for football when Belichick retires. Yeah, it really will be, uh, especially up in these parts in New England. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that day. I know a lot of my colleagues in the media uh, always uh, have interesting things to say about covering Bill Belichick press conferences. I love them, to be honest with you, because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I, think one point, <laughs> I think at one point last year, I think Bill went on for about 15 minutes on the history of the long snapper, and it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever covered as a member of the media or seen as a football fan uh, just watching. Uh, and that's something that really, really has been a joy to me is just seeing how much this man loves football. And he really and truly does. If you ask him a question about something he's passionate about, Bill is a man of few words, but he can talk your ear off when it comes to giving you the background on some of this stuff when it comes to his love of football and the game itself and how it's evolved. Uh, tremendous, tremendous stuff. So uh, that being said, I do think you're going to see that type of love once again this year out on the field. He doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. That's so crazy to think about, though, because I feel like as fans, you never really see that side of him. You only really see a lot of the bill the man of few words type of guy but mm -hmm. then you were saying you know he can go on and on about certain things i don't get to see that part as much but you getting to cover him when he's mm -hmm. elaborating more like that that just shows <laughs> you know why he's so successful in a way too because this is just what he loves to do and he's really right. passionate and knowledgeable about the game of football and that's what makes him as a coach so successful 
Yeah, it's true. It really and truly does. And it's one of those things that gives him the opportunity to see things that, as I like to say on Locked On Patriots, that the mere mortals don't. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, we've heard all of the uh, analogies about him playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers and all of that. Well, there's a reason for that. It's because he puts himself in a position to be able to do that. He puts himself in a position that allows him to be able to see things, nuances, uh, certain skill sets that are allowing players that he brings into New England to fit so well. Guys that may not be coveted by a lot of the others out there on the market, but guys just who come in here and just hand in glove seem to fit. There are some that have not been able to fit into the system here in New England, but more often than not, the guys he brings in, whether it be through the draft or whether it be through free agency, mostly as veterans, he's got that skill set in his mind. And they come in here and they're able to thrive. Uh, Mike Vrabel, off the top of my head, is one of those guys that you know languished a little bit when he was in Pittsburgh and just didn't seem to catch on the way he hoped came into New England, and now he's one of the finalists for the Patriots Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if there's anybody in this draft class or in this free agent class that kind of fits that mold for the Patriots moving forward. Yeah, no, that's such an interesting thing, too. It's like if you look back on everything and you think about that, it's like, oh, wow, look at all the success that he's gotten after mm-hmm. coming into the Patriots organization. You know what I Absolutely, mean? Absolutely, yeah. So it's, just, it's, just, it's just everything, the organization and how it's run over there is just really, there's a lot to be said for that. Right. You know? um, no. And it's just cool to, it's just cool to see, to see uh, that those types of things happen. But yeah, one <laughs> thing definitely interesting to me was, the random announcement yesterday that the Patriots traded a fifth round pick mm. to Houston for their sixth and seventh round picks, which was just kind of random, but totally a Patriots thing to do. Um, so what was your initial thought on that? Uh, my initial thought is that Bill's got his eye on another sixth round gem and he's going to do it again, just like he did 20 years ago. No, I'm kidding, Gabby. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I, think, I, I think, uh, yeah, I know. The, the collective world outside of New England would lose its mind. There's no question about it. If he finds <laughs> the next no Tom Brady, if he finds the next Tom Brady in the sixth round this year, I think a lot of people are going to go crazy. <laughs> but no, I think they're well set at quarterback position. Um, again, this is a deep draft, and I think in a lot of ways you're hearing a lot of national news coming out about teams trying to trade down. They feel that there is a lot of value in guys that are going to come off the board between that 30 to 90 range in terms of picks, which really ranges from the latter part of the first round, really mostly the second and third rounds, and that's where the meat of this draft is going to be. So I think Bill looks at the fifth rounder. They had two fifths. Uh, They had the 158 that they brought back from – uh, the Devontae Parker trade, and then the 170 that they brought back from the Shaq Mason trade. He traded the lesser of the two, so the 170 goes to Houston. Patriots bring back, I believe, number 183 and number 245 from the Houston Texans. So now Patriots have a pick in the seventh round they didn't have before, and now they have a pick in the sixth round that they can utilize probably almost to the same degree that they would have as they were going to use their fifth rounder. So why not take another shot? I mean, I look at it as throwing darts at a dartboard at that point. If you've got two, there's more of a chance that you're going to be able to hit the bullseye with a second chance than with only one. So I think the Patriots are looking at it and saying, hey, we had eight picks yesterday. Today we have nine. We really didn't have to give up that much to get that one more. So I think it's more strategic than anything else. I don't think it's a precursor of things to come. I've seen a lot of rumors that, oh, well, he's going to flip this pick or he's going to use it to trade up. It's possible, but I just don't see it happening right now. I think the Pats are looking to stay pat right now. 
uh, and uh, they'll make a trade. There's no question about it. They always do. But I don't think that this trade is going to be a precursor to something bigger. Yeah, I don't I'm trying to not read too much into this move. I think this was more like you said, maybe he sees value in some mm -hmm. of the guys that could go later on. And so, you know, adding a pick, like you said, in the seventh round and being able to mm -hmm. get that chance of getting somebody else at that point. And maybe he just didn't see, you know, in the fifth round, like, OK, there's not really anybody that's a glaring need for me to get in that round. So why not just make this move and, um, you know, get another shot at it later? And maybe he's like some of those later guys that um, could help fill some of the needs later on. And like we right. talked about off air before we started even Mm -hmm. This is an interesting draft because it's kind of wide open in terms of the board and, and the field this year because, you know, in, in the past there's a lot of, oh, you know, this person is definitely going to be picked first, go here, this person's probably going to go here. There's not as much of that this year. It's just it's an interesting draft class and it's it's a lot harder to predict who's going to go where in the first place. And so I think, you know, from that perspective, it, it really anything can happen in this draft. And I think, you know, when it comes to the Patriots, like you said, they always make those trades. If he spots somebody that he thinks could go be taken off the board soon and he really wants that person, he will make that trade the day right. of like he always does. But I, I don't I don't see this move as being like, oh, he did this. So it's going to lead to something else. I think that was just mm. kind of its own move that maybe later on in the draft, he sees value in certain players that could be drafted at that point or just thinks it's just kind of a strategic thing in a way for him to be able right. to um, create more opportunity for the Patriots. Um, but, you know, obviously we said there's a lot of holes, a lot of things that need to be addressed. So what position would you ideally want to see them address first in the draft? That's a good question because there is a laundry list. And really, I don't think you can make a bad decision by saying that the Patriots would target a cornerback, target a linebacker, uh, an offensive lineman, or a wide receiver. If they can fit and get the right fit at that position in the first round, there's some dynamic talent available at all four positions. So me personally, I go with defense. I'm always a defense first type of guy. That's just the way I've always been. So the guys that I've been looking at are linebackers. I know that doesn't really instill the fan base with a whole lot of excitement, but there are a couple of guys that I've had my eye on that I think could be good fits here in New England. N'Kobe Dean coming out of Georgia is that type of sideline, the sideline quick linebacker that I think could transform the way the Patriots play defense. They're used to bringing guys in at the linebacker position that are big, strong, uh, downhill thumper type of uh, linebackers. Nicobe is definitely not that. He's built more like a safety, to tell you the truth. He's listed at 5'11", probably a little generous there, uh, but he does have the ability to be able to cover. He's extremely smart at hitting the hole, and the one thing that I like about him is he's a great run defender. This is something that the Patriots have had a lot of difficulty doing the last couple of years, they haven't had that speedy guy in the middle that can really shut off a lot of these run pass options. The RPOs that teams like Miami, who got a lot quicker, um, the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs employ them every now and then, the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They're going to be facing some speedy teams, least of all the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of their division with Josh Allen being able to run these and run them as well, if not better than anyone else in the league. Patriots are going to need someone like that. So Dean is someone I had my eye on earlier, but I've been really keeping my eye on Devin Lloyd, a linebacker out of Utah. Very similar skill set to Nicobe, but he's a little bit bigger. 
over six feet. He plays the game with a little bit more thump to his game. So if you're talking prototypical between those two, probably give the edge to Lloyd at this point. Um, cornerback, you really, there's a lot of different possibilities, but the cornerbacks are kind of racing up the charts right now. Guys that I had charted earlier this month, like a Kyrie Elam out of Florida or a Trent McDuffie out of Washington or uh, someone like an Andrew Booth out of Clemson are guys right now uh, that are, I think, uh, going to be interesting targets, but there's a chance that all three of them may be gone by the Patriots go and pick at number 21. So any one of those guys could come in and be your cornerback one, maybe not in 2022 but eventually uh probably into 2023 and beyond uh, a couple of those guys are ready i think a booth or a mcduffie or even an elam could do it but we'll see uh offensive line is always a possibility and then receiver because of the parker trade i don't see them doing a first round with, uh, receiver unless it's alabama's jameson williams who is the total package when it comes to receivers in this draft he's nursing an injury reportedly the acl is healing very well he's doing uh pretty well if he does slip to 21, I think it's going to be tough for the Patriots to uh, to lay off of that. Uh, but those are the guys I'm targeting right now or looking at as a possibility for a first-rounder. Yeah, I mean, Jameson Williams is a big name right now. I mean, he got injured in the national championship. Um, and like you said, I mean, his he's, he's recovering pretty well, but um, mm -hmm. he's somebody who – it would be hard to pass up on somebody like that if he does fall to that position, which it's hard to know whether he will. I feel like with the whole injury situation, it's hard to really predict when those types of guys are going to go. Right. Um, so I think there's a possibility he either gets drafted before that or he does fall to the Patriots pick. But if he does fall to the Patriots pick, it'd be hard for me to want them to pass up on him. Yeah. But I do agree <laughs> with you because we did bring up Devontae Parker earlier, and I do feel like – by bringing in somebody like that, that to me sent a message that Belichick's plan isn't really to address a wide receiver earlier on in the draft as because he, he knows the receiving core is something that needs to be addressed. But that mm -hmm. sent a message to me that, OK, we got this guy who, like we said, isn't really a wide receiver one but can be a good addition to the receiving core to the point where we don't really need to prioritize that as the top position that we need to address in the draft. But I do love the idea of Jameson Williams. I mean, he would kind of be a good fit in New England as well. Without question. I mean, Williams is really, he's the total package. He's got size, speed, the ability to run routes, uh, synergy in terms of a very similar type offense being run in Alabama under Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick knows that offense very well. Mac Jones ran that type of an offense. That's yep. a good connection there as well. So Williams is a guy that it's tough to uh, uh, to lay off. But at the same time, I think you make a great point, Gabby. Devontae Parker and his ability to get yards after the catch, which is something that the Patriots struggled with last year, is his specialty. And Mac loves guys like that. Devontae has never averaged less than 11 yards per reception for a season since he's been in the league. So you have to think Mac Jones is going to look to utilize that, maybe get the ball to Devontae Parker in short yardage situations, let him take off and do his thing. Um, you've got Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne. You've got a solid nucleus there. And if you can add someone through the draft, maybe a teammate of uh, um, uh, Jamison Williams in John Mechie III out of Alabama. I'd That's love to see Mechie. I would love to see Mechie here in New England. I just love everything about his game. And I think he could be a great fit. And you wouldn't have to use a first-rounder to get him. Yeah, and I feel exactly. And that's that's a good point, too. And I feel like the whole idea of Alabama players coming to New England in general just makes a lot of sense just based on the system that Belichick runs and, you know, the Nick Saban connection and all of this, mm -hmm. 
everything tying together with that Alabama New England connection, even just them reuniting with Mac Jones is another thing that I think could be super important for players like that. And I even saw Jameson Williams um, had said he would really welcome the idea of being reunited with Mac. I think that could be right. a cool, it could be a cool scenario, but yeah, Mechie's definitely a name that isn't talked about enough. I feel like in this draft class either for the, in, from Patriot standpoint, because I feel like everyone is focusing on Williams, but like we said, there's no guarantee that Williams is going to fall to their pick. So Mechie's the type of guy that you could draft in a later round, I feel like, but could still be as a, as effective in the Patriots offense. Absolutely. You're looking at a guy right now that could come in here, align in that Z-type wide receiver role, but he could also align in the slot, which is in the area that Patriots wide receivers are typically very um, productive, uh, for lack of a better term. You look at guys like Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. Well, Amendola was a little more outside, but guys like Edelman and Welker that have done well here, Troy Brown going back years ago, uh, they do have a tendency to perform well in that role, and Mechie could do that. Um, But it's his speed, it's his route running ability, which I think gives him the opportunity to be a big play threat. Patriots haven't had that in a number of years, and Mechie provides it. Uh, he can get the yards after the catch, but he also has that strong frame. He can resist the tackle. Um, he's got an injury concern of his own. He did. He's coming off of an ACL tear in the championship game as well. That might be a concern for teams heading into the draft. Word has it his rehab is going well, just like Williams um, so it could be a situation where his draft stock starts to maybe climb a little bit over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours heading into the draft. If he's there at 54 and the Patriots are still on the board with the second round, Mechie's going to be a guy I guarantee you they take a long, hard look at. Yeah, and I I would definitely not mind that at all. That would definitely be a, a Patriots type of move too, where, <laughs> like would. we said before, it's just somebody who – kind of fades into the background a little bit, but as somebody the Patriots could snag later on, that could be super effective in this offense. And, you know, we know Belichick has, has pulled that type of stuff before too. Um, And they end up being guys who, you know, once they are drafted by the Patriots, it's like, oh, wow, that's such a solid pick for the Patriots, but nobody's talking about these guys earlier on (laughs) either. Um, And I feel like that could be one of those types of scenarios as well. So I don't think they come out of this draft without getting a solid wide receiver from it. I just don't think that it's one of the first things they address. And I feel like fans are very offense heavy. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of fans like to criticize Bill for being a defense first kind of guy when it comes to the draft. Because, I mean, let's face it, a lot of times he does address defensive type players earlier on in the draft for those types of positions. And I think a lot of fans have criticized him for that before. But honestly, I mean, the defense was a glaring weakness, especially we saw it against Buffalo, who just ripped apart the Patriots defense this year. And right. obviously, Josh Allen is, 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 you know, a special quarterback and everything else. But we did see defensive struggles, not only against the Bills, but just in general last year. And I think he has a chance to really fix some of that by utilizing his first picks on defensive players. Absolutely. And again, that's just my personal opinion. I think he looks at the defense in the first round because there is some dynamic talent there that could be anchors of this defense for many years to come. Whether he chooses to go the route of a cornerback and bring in that number one that really Bill Belichick hasn't done a whole lot of. He hasn't drafted a cornerback in the first round since 2010, since he did it with Devin McCourty. I mean, that's, and McCourty ended up playing free safety. So you never know how things are going to shake out. Um, there's a guy right now in Michigan, Dax uh, Hill, who is a free safety, 
who has experience playing outside corner. He's drawing a lot of comparisons to Devin McCourty. I think the fan base is going to be a little surprised, maybe a little taken back if they hear Dax Hill's name called at number 21. But look at the pedigree and look at the resume. This kid can absolutely succeed in the secondary with the New England Patriots, maybe playing outside corner in his first couple of years. And then when Devin is ready to retire, handing the keys off, and saying, okay, you're going to be my free safety now for the better part of the next few seasons. Um, again, I think cornerback could be a possibility. We talked about linebacker, defensive line. There's some good guys that could possibly come in and help the Patriots run defense. Uh, Devontae Wyatt out of, the, uh, out of Georgia is a possibility. Uh, you also have Jordan Davis, who really I think is one of the more dynamic athletes for a guy his size. Total package there in terms of someone that can come in, play the middle part of that defense. Uh, there's a lot of ways if you're Bill Belichick to go defensively in this draft early on. Yeah. And that's what makes this draft so intriguing. Cause I mean, that's what, there's so many names out there, so many possibilities. And I feel mm -hmm. like it'd be hard to really go wrong with their first pick that they have this year, because I mean, obviously it's not a good situation that there's so many things that need to be addressed. I mean, obviously <laughs> we prefer if there weren't that many things that needed to be addressed, but at the same time, that just creates for so many possibilities. And it's just going to come down to who does Belichick feel could fit in best with this system Absolutely. and um, what they're trying to do. And I feel like there's, it's, it's going to be really hard to go wrong with that pick. And obviously, yeah, draft picks don't always work out. We, I mean, we know this, I mean, it, it, it happens. You don't know how these guys are going to pan out in the NFL, but right. Belichick, I like to think it has a good sense of who he's drafting and how they're going to fit in with the overall picture of what the Patriots are doing. And that's why I feel like overall, whoever they do pick with their first pick that they have, it's going to be hard to really go wrong with that in terms right. of um, how many options there are in, how many different positions that he could choose to prioritize at that point. Yeah, without any question. And uh, that is a good point. I mean, there are so many different ways that you could go. I know fans don't want to hear it, but there's a good possibility that Bill Belichick looks at this. If he finds a good willing trade partner, trade down in the first round, maybe get out of the first round, maybe go a little bit later back build, get some, uh, you know, the capital that you want, maybe move and get an additional second round or a third round or something to that effect. It's possible uh, but there are a lot of teams willing to do that right now, too. So it could work against you. It could end up working in a situation where Bill Belichick can't find the right trade partner to trade down. And you're essentially stuck at 21. If he is stuck at 21, I think there's a lot of different options that uh, that he could go. And offensive line, again, is a position we haven't talked a whole lot about here today. But there are some good guys that could be available at that point in 20 you know at 21 Zion Johnson out of Boston College a local guy coming back home to New England could be a huge move uh Kenyon Green coming out of Texas A&M is a big type of uh, guard that I think could be very effective in this Patriots system Trevor Penning Bernard Ryman is another guy that uh, is uh, part of uh, a, um, a great program that he's coming from a lot of different options that the Patriots could have uh, really, I think, and and it's anybody's guess this year because there are so many different ways that he could go. Yeah, which makes it so exciting. That's why this is such an interesting draft because, you know, like you were even saying to me, you've tried to do so many mock drafts and there's only so many mm. that you can do <laughs> this year just because of how wide open the board is. And last year, right. you know, those first few picks – 
for the most part, people could pretty much guess, um, you know, the order that those players were going to go in, what teams they were going to go to. But now it's like I've seen so many different variations of mock drafts this year just because of how many good players there are and just Mm -hmm. how – wide open the board is and how many needs different teams need to address. And I feel like even as a result of this past season, there were certain holes that we would see on certain teams that we might not have expected that they're going to be looking to address in this draft now too. So I feel like it was a really hard season to create um, mock drafts for, because there's just so many names on the board and so many different directions that not only the Patriots, but other teams could go as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's going to be the big thing too, is how are, other teams going to approach the draft. That has a big effect. That's a very good point, Gabby, and I'm glad that you made that because this isn't a very quarterback-rich draft. In years past, especially last year, if you were looking for positional players, uh, maybe some players along the lines, either offensive or defensive or skill positions or you know the secondary, you could always count on a few of those picks going toward quarterbacks. Quarterback-hungry teams were going to look at these quarterbacks and say, you know what, this is about five, six, seven quarterbacks deep. We're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on one, and we're going to take them in the first round because quarterbacks tend to get eaten up. You may not see that this time around in this draft. This is not a very uh, you know, robust class for quarterbacks. And with all due respect to some of the guys that are out there that are really that are very good at what they do, I don't want to disparage anybody, um, but you may find a lot of other positional players getting taken, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, cornerbacks, wide receivers. Uh, you know, this is a deep class with a lot of those. So those are all positions that the New England Patriots are looking at as well. How are the other teams ahead of them going to do that? Are the guys that they're targeting right now going to be there at 21? You have to think some of them will still be there. But if some of the surprises that we always know happen on draft weekend really come down on day one, then it puts them in a very difficult position. Uh, and it puts them in an interesting position in terms of whether or not to trade down or go with someone that may be third or fourth on their list. Uh, that has the potential this year with a lot of uncertainty, especially in the early rounds. Yep. And that goes back to your point of maybe they do consider the whole trading down situation awesome. because that at the end of the day might not even be the worst case scenario for them, you know, because they right. could get better quality um not being in the first round and just um, trading down to get later picks as it is just to be able to get more of a chance to feel out what direction other teams are going in also. And I feel like that's really another Bill Belichick type thing to do is to trade down, kind of watch where everybody else is going so that he can kind of adjust and be like, okay, so who logically would make sense now? You know, should I go with my number two guy on this list type thing? Is that where I have to go? Um, at this pick or should I, you know, maybe trade down and maybe there's better options later on that I didn't expect to be there still. So that's why that that's what makes it so fun on draft night too. But I just think <laughs> this draft in particular, there could be a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you that there could be a lot of that. And look, you know, it's always fun on draft night to see which way teams are going to go. Uh, the Patriots right now with nine picks, I would be very surprised if they made all those nine picks. I think they are going to package some, try to move up, try to move back wherever they decide they're going to go. Uh, if I give, if I tip my hand, I think they're more apt to move back than move up. But you never know. I mean, New England may look at this and say, hey, you know what? This is a golden opportunity without a lot of teams wanting to move up in this draft for us to go out and get a bona fide stud that we can have either on offense or on defense. Uh, I think that there's a chance for that. But you know, ultimately, it's that's the whole beauty of the NFL draft is you never know what to expect. 
Things can get crazy. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of rumors on Wednesday, folks. You're going to hear a lot of rumors on Thursday morning. The time for the talk is probably going to start to end right when Roger Goodell takes the, uh, the podium. And after the booze settle down, then you're going to get down to business. And then you're going to see what happens with these teams and how things are going to work out. Uh, we're going to be on alert. There's no question about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we're not staying up until the wee hours of the night just to hear that Bill traded out of the first round. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> seriously, seriously, though. <laughs> but uh, it will. Exactly. And it happened. It happened a couple of years ago where they did that. And, you know, it just uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. And, uh, you know, it just you, uh, you, you learn to grin and bear it and then learn to love it. And, uh, you know. Uh, I know everyone in this area loves the same bill we trust. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that this, this is going to be a big year for that. Yep. No, it really is. I feel like that motto is going to ring true like so much this year. If if he, it's going to this draft is going to set the tone for that too. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, so we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. But um, yeah. No, this was awesome. I really appreciate you hopping on here with me. Um, I'm excited to see how this draft plays out. See who the Patriots end up with. Um, should definitely be like we said, pretty wide open, which mm -hmm. is exciting. Um, definitely would hopefully love to get you back on the show. Maybe closer oh, to when the season starts, do like a season preview type of thing, which would be fun. Um, but yeah. But just before we kind of close out here just let everybody know where they can find you on social media find your content and all of that oh absolutely and again gabby thank you for your hospitality for hosting me it's my honor again i've been a big fan of the work that you do and a big fan of the pod and uh, i think you're doing great work here so please continue that um i would look forward to having you on uh, locked on patriots sometime to talk not just new england patriots but all of boston sports especially in the days where we're leading up to training camp and whatnot there's such a synergy here uh with new england sports that it really is good for us to uh, get a chance to talk to one another. So I would love to extend that invitation to you anytime you'd like. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to follow some of my work, uh, folks, uh, you can find me on the Bird app, as my good friend Mark Schofield would say. That's Twitter, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. You can find all of my written work at Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated, si.com slash NFL slash Patriots. You can find it all there. And then, of course, each and every day on the Lockdown Patriots podcast, which is free and available on all platforms, uh, including YouTube now as well. Uh, we finally went visual after all these years. Uh, but uh, I was going to say, isn't that a new oh, thing for the Locked On Network, being on YouTube? It really is. Uh, it's a brave, uh, brave new world. And I really, I give a lot of credit to my listeners who have stayed faithful, even though they can see me every day. I really thought that was going to turn off a lot of people, but they're continuing to stick with me. I guess they're either like my voice or they like the content. So uh, it's, definitely it's not for visuals. <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, folks, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and again, Gabby, thank you for your hospitality today. Truly my honor. Yeah, thank you so much. And I definitely would love to hop on your show, too. Um, definitely, that would be fun. Um, so we can work that out for sure. But as always, everyone, you know, thanks for tuning into the show. Um, you guys are really what, you know, helps me to continue to do the show, um, continue to deliver this content. So I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the week. You all enjoy the draft. Um, don't stress too much over what the Patriots do decide to do because it is all <laughs> going to be okay at the end of the day. Um, but happy Tuesday, everyone. And thanks again to for listening to the show. And I will catch you all next time.